Hey everyone, we got a little bit of a different episode here on Broadcasting in Black and White. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Joe Masiri here and Kenton Young as well. What's up? <laughs> so, rather than having a guest this week, uh, we're hoping to give you a couple little tips. Kenton with the throwback there, if you listen to our first episodes. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> anyway, a little yeah. off track to yeah. start, but... Yeah. Uh, So we wanted to give you some tips and basically help you guys out there who are listening learn from our mistakes. So Kenton was gracious enough to put together his uh, top 10 list here first and uh, share the mistakes he made and hopefully what he learned from those mistakes so that if you're out there in the field as a reporter, a photographer, whatever it might be, Maybe we can help you avoid making those same mistakes and learn the tips so that you can use them right now. Because after all, at least then we can find some value in the mistakes that we've made. That's the hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not just be embarrassed by them. All right, Kenton. So thank you for going first. I will do this yes, in a later date. <laughs> yes. I will be the test dummy. Let's do it. Punching right. bag. Punching bag. So he gave me his list of top 10 mistakes here. And uh, we're going to go through them. And then I'll grill him about them. Hopefully, we'll get some funny stories out of this, too. And then we'll hopefully give you something to walk away with here. And feel free to let us know what you think was probably the biggest mistake I've possibly made. And I may or may not have made every single one of these mistakes. (laughs) And listen, if you made a mistake, if you made a mistake that's not on here too, let us know about it and let us know what you learned. That's right. Because you know what? Sharing is caring and and we care. We want to improve this industry. We want to improve you and your craft. So please help help us out as well. Lend a helping hand. Yeah. And and you know what? You're not alone if you've made these mistakes. Not at all. So. If it happened to you, it happened at least once to somebody else. But let's do it, Joe. All right, Kenton. So number one I have here is make sure you charge your batteries after every shift. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Kenton, now you're coming at this from a photographer's point of view. So f- batteries. I mean, what are, what are we talking about here? The ones on the camera, the ones in the mic? I'm talking about any battery that you feel you need to use that's going to help you gather your news elements that day okay so i'm talking about in the mic if the if the microphone that you're using requires a battery you need to change that battery i don't care if you know you put a brand one a brand new one in the day before change it uh camera camera batteries especially charge those (sighs) now i i need to preface (laughs) this for all of you out there who might be listening and don't understand uh the tank that Kenton Young travels around in. Um, he has, I, I've seen, uh, on the back of his uh, car that he drives, there's there's a cage. Now listen, I, I really, this is not for informational purposes for the crooks out there, and we're not yeah. giving away license plate or make or model on this car. <laughs> but on Kenton Young's car, he's got a battery charger that is bungee corded to the back of his cage listen. that well protects his equipment for those thievery-minded <laughs> out there. But and, and there's usually four bricks on that at a time. Bricks, Easily. batteries, for those who aren't familiar with the term. But how, how did you learn this trick? What was the mistake that you made? Was there something out there in, in the field that sticks out in mind? As far as bunging the, the batteries? No, as far as making sure oh. you charge those batteries. Oh, how I learned was <laughs> by coming in the next day for work and being sent right out the door and throwing the battery on the camera and realizing I had 20% left on the battery. I said, okay, let me switch it to the other one. Oh, shit. 
I didn't charge any of my batteries from the night before. And on top of that, nine times out of ten, I have one that's a bad or a, or a lemon in the mm-hmm. bunch. And, you know, I get screwed. I screw myself. Yeah, that's right. Those Dionics out there. Yeah. All right, so what's that like then? So you're shooting probably an interview with this 20% battery. Right. And, and what's going through your head as the reporter's conducting their interview? Are you shooting B-roll? <laughs> Make this quick. Rap? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Know what you want to ask right before I turn on this camera because you got... Maybe two or three minutes. When you were in that situation, did you tell the reporter, hey, yes, uh, you have to. You have to because you're a team out there and you know, you know how you reporters get. You get comfortable. <laughs> and you know, you gotta you, you you gotta look out for your reporter and let them know, listen, you know, I screwed up. This is the deal. Or sometimes depending on the reporter, you just tell them this is what's happening. I don't know how this happened, but this is what happened. And yeah. that uh weird. I thought it was right, fully right, charged exactly, when we came out here. Exactly. I thought two I thought twenty percent was two hundred. No, but um and you know, you let them know and you work it out somehow. And, you know, if they're cool, they're gonna work it out with you. Yeah. You Were know. you lucky? Did you have a cool reporter that first day when you saw those batteries at twenty percent? We don't have. To, we're not naming names, but right. or were you were you uh, peeing in your pants? Uh, because obviously, I mean, look, these are mistakes that could happen to anybody any time in your career. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you don't make the same mistake twice. But a lot of these happen to us both early in our career. There's so. another mistake on this list that made me almost pee in my pants. Okay, but not this one. <laughs> not this one. All right, we'll move on because I want to get to that one then. Okay. Never leave a camera with no media loaded. How mm. did you learn that mistake, and and mm. how have you fixed it since? Again, another breaking news story. We were uh, actually right up the block from the 41st Street steam explosion. It happened, mm, forgive me, I don't remember the year, but a few years back, probably about 10 years back now. Okay. Um, 41st so, Street for those who, who aren't in our New York 41st market. between Lexington and what was that? Uh, third? Third Avenue. Lexington Third. Third Avenue. So we're talking yeah. right around Grand Central Station here, one of the busiest uh, terminals because it's not a stop. They call it a terminal, the last stop, if you would, uh, in the on the subway system in New York. Um, so yeah, so right, right around that area, right around that area. We're all in the newsroom and all of a sudden we hear a huge explosion. No one knows what's going on. And, you know, as news people, we run toward it, not away from it. I run downstairs. It's funny. Sorry. I run downstairs with one of our, one of our, um, old reporters, old colleagues, Arthur Chan. We run out the building and my first instinct is to always run toward the scene and, I'm running toward the scene, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Damn, I need to get a camera, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I get all the way up to I'm going to be a lot more valuable yeah, there yeah, if yeah, I have seriously, something seriously. to capture this and, way. And, right, and especially when I started getting rained on by rocks. I was like, okay, this is now a story, so I need to grab something to be able to capture this. I run back to the uh, what we call the gulag at Channel 11 where we could get our gear. Ran downstairs, grabbed the first camera I saw, saw that it had a fresh battery, and 200%. Was, 200%, <laughs> right? And assumed it was ready to go because I know how I would have left it. I ran out, got all the way up to the scene, you know, negotiated my way past the police and everything. You know, it was good. It was looking good. Everything was looking good. Got there, hit the button. No <laughs> disc or no tape at that time. In the camera. Now, you know, many would say, hey, you got to blame yourself. And I do. 
I do. I blame myself because that's something that I should have grabbed. You know, the adrenaline was running, and and I guess I didn't stop to think that I wasn't grabbing my personal camera, which I know that I left a, cam- a, a, a tape in at all times. So you can't assume that everyone is going to do the same thing. Yeah. And, yeah, I got all the way there. Had the shot that only I can remember now because I couldn't record it. Click, <laughs> I had click in my mind. Yes, exactly. Roll. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's how I learned that. Then you got back to the station and you told the uh, producer, if you need me to narrate it for you, I will describe <laughs> everything because it is vivid. I clearly remember what I did not capture. So what happened was I ran back to the station Got some media, threw it in, but of course I wasn't able to get the vantage point that I had initially. So, you know, that's what happened. For those of you who uh, aren't familiar with uh, the New York landscape, fortunately, uh, Channel 11 is not that far from where this took place. Where this took place. Literally so, a block and a half. So, Kenton being uh, the military man that he is, I'm sure, uh, double-timed it, as, as they say. <laughs> might have did a low crawl. I might have did a lot of things, yes. But hey. we, got, we got it on the air. Uh, we got some good stuff. Yes. Oh, I, want, I hope we were first on the air with it. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been bad. But you lost the vantage point that you had yeah. going in there. Yeah. All right, definitely. So, you never know who's going to pick up your camera. So, definitely leave a card tape, disc, Think about the next person. And this is especially (laughs) if you aren't the only one using your gear. If you know that you're sharing gear, think about the person that's coming in behind you. They may not have time. They may have to grab and go. And, you know, they need to be ready. And from from my smaller market experience, that happens a lot, especially with like an AM and PM shift. I know it happens at 611, an AM and PM shift. It happens in New York period, Yeah. 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 I never take that for granted. All right. Yeah, man. Next one is, unless you have your gear strictly assigned to you, always pre-check. Oh, perfect. Pre-check oh, yeah. before going out in the field. So <laughs> that's one example right there, obviously, not having the tape uh, in the camera. Was there another example that pops to mind, or is this a two-for-one? Um, there were certain things that you always wanted to look for, you wanted to have in your arsenal. And this is, again, before you're able, if you weren't able to build a kit for yourself, you want to make sure that you're leaving the building with obviously enough media, enough battery power. Mm-hmm. And my thing, till this day, for the last, I don't know, close to 20 years, when before I close my car, camera, sticks, bricks, discs. Camera, sticks, bricks, discs. That's my thing. That's tough to say. Camera, sticks, bricks, discs. Discs. That's it like, is tough to say. I remember in Austin Powers, he used to, when he would bless himself, he would go, spectacles, testicles, yes. wallet, and watch. <laughs> <laughs> so so that that's your version yes, of that thing. Yes, All yes. right, you created, you created a checklist. Do you actually have, I mean, a checklist before you go out the door? Nah, no. Not anymore. I might have had one yeah. early in the day, but now camera sticks, bricks, this. I know once I have that, those are the basics. That's what you need. You need the camera. You want your tr- sticks. AKA tripod. tripod. Yep. You want your tripod, camera sticks, bricks, batteries, as we said, and discs. It's now moved on to disc, disc, AKA media, whatever yeah. media that you use. Right, right. And we just went over that SD yep. card. Yeah. Right. So, other thing that you want in that kit, XLR cable, your audio cable. Um, that's always going to be handy. And then, you know, other little odds, uh, odd ends like, uh, you know, mic clip or, you know, um, 
Uh, depending on what you're doing, a video cable and, you know, little things here and there. But. Yeah. You mentioned when the XLR cable, you know, we'll get into this, I think, when we go over my mistakes one day. Mm-hmm. But Can't wait for that day. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all make them. Uh, XLR <laughs> cable, I think, is, is interesting because, or audio cable, whatever you're using there, because I had advocated so long for a wireless mic at one time mm-hmm. that I, you know, forewent. I decided to forego <laughs> the XLR cable because I was so happy to have the uh, the, wireless. the wireless mic for the first time. And oh, yeah. Well, there are many circumstances. It's funny how you feel I... like you graduated once you got a wireless mic. Right, right. Oh, I can leave that behind. Oh, forget don't about it. Don't leave it behind. Please don't. We'll, we'll get into that when we go to my <laughs> mistakes. So. All right, on to your next one here. Okay. Set or compose mm, your shot before mm. hitting the record button. We actually talked about this one a little bit before. Yes. Uh, I, I'm just going to say... Uh, before uh, Kenton gets into his story here, I, I learned this lesson uh, when a photographer that I work with was editing for another photographer, and the second photographer was upset about the shots that the person editing was using. Right. And he said, well, why are you using that shot? And he said, well, if you didn't want me to use it, you shouldn't fucking hit record. Bam. So <laughs> that was that was what was wrapped up in here for me. So I think this really plays. I think I know that guy. Yeah, of course you know that guy. But but this plays to to working with someone else, right? Yes, yes. Um, so always think about your editor. Think about the person that's gonna you're gonna be handing that video off to. If you're not the editor, right. if you're the editor, then you know you can obviously do what you want because you're gonna want you're the one that has to pay for it. But um. Or deal with it. Well, matter. pay for it, we mean in terms of time. Time, which, yes. God damn, sometimes we have more money than time. And we don't, and we all know in this business, especially in the beginning, we don't have Not a lot of money. money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, 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 and no. Time no, is no, even exactly. more scary. Time than is money now. So, yeah, definitely, you know, you, you want to think about your editor. You want to compose that shot before you do it because. They may not have the time either. You may have all the time in the world, and then they may get the video at the last minute and have to crash the package, and then you're screwing them over, you know. Or you get, you know, you may be that guy where you're like, wait, well, it steadied up after like, you know, four or five seconds. I didn't have time to look for you, you know, when your shot got steady, and and it happens all the time. As somebody that's edited a big chunk of his career, I I've seen it. I've been the culprit, so compose your shot. How many times does it happen? And obviously, you're at a different level now at, at CBS Network, but how often does it happen or has it happened in your career where you've been watching a story that you shot but someone else edited mm. and you were like, oh, they didn't use this shot or, oh, that was a little shaky because the editor maybe didn't have time or didn't want to. All the time, Joe. All the time. And, you, you know... If it's something where they use the shaky shot, I can't blame them. I as much as I would want to, as much as I would want to say, could you just wait a few more seconds? No, because at the end of the day, you have to compose your shot, and I can't preach it and not practice it. Yeah, you know, and and I know, and and, and reason I wrote that down is because I'm a culprit sometimes. Sometimes I see something and I just quickly hit the trigger, and then I, you know, I. Maybe I, you know, do my last little bit of the focus, you know, getting it in or whatever while I'm recording and and no, shouldn't be like that. Compose your shot and then hit record. So let me ask you, so then so then why do you do it? Why do you hit the record button on those times mm. before you're ready? Because I'm afraid to lose the shot. 
I'm afraid to lose a shot, so you want to get something out of it. So it's one of those, I'm going to hit this and hopefully in post, if I'm not editing, editing it, they have the time to see that it does steady up and, you know, there's a nice, steady, well-composed shot after the three first three seconds. seconds. <laughs> Please count to three before you take the <laughs> shot. the first three seconds of a earthquake-looking yeah. video. You know, it, it's funny because in, in documentaries, I feel like, have grown in popularity over the last few years. And then especially with TV shows like The Office being shot documentary style, yeah. You, yeah. you see that shot all the time yeah. in documentaries where the photographer is zooming in and focusing simultaneously yeah. before they yeah. get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's almost become a, if you use it right, it's almost become stylistic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I've used it a few times, but it also, you know, it just depends on what it doesn't always work for every story or right. news in general. Right. But at the end, when that happens, uh, you just got to play it off. Oh, yeah, I meant to do I that. Meant to do that. <laughs> you don't know art. Yeah, you gotta learn the rules before you can break them, kid. Learn the rules. Like Picasso. He wasn't just always painting those squares, triangles, and putting them together. He could paint first. Most people don't know that about Picasso. Who's Picasso? I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know this guy, Pablo, who Yeah, paints. I know, right? Uh, all right, moving on to the day. Oh, you know what? Before we go there, I, I just want to tell this one here because this isn't going to come up in my mistakes, but I worked with a photographer once, and this is when we were shooting on, on tape, and Kent and I have told you this story, but uh, we were out on a breaking news story, and he was the best at just setting the camera and editing in the camera. So he would set his shot before he hit that record button, and then he would press stop, get the next shot, before he hit the record button and press record again so that when everything was just played out through the camera, it was like it had been edited through Final Cut Pro. That's so, on my list, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, editing in a camera. Yeah, and, and we'll go to that one next right yeah. after this. But yeah, it, it, went, it went straight from wide shot to tight shot to medium that's shot, right. and it told, told the story right there so it could play it. So yes, you have that there, editing in the camera, especially for breaking news. Yeah. Was, was there a mistake that goes along with that, or, or is that just something that you picked up along the way? Uh, picked up along the way, it's one of those things where, yes, you roll up to a scene. There have been times where, okay, we're already in our show when we find out that it's breaking news and we have to run to it and get to it before the hour is up. You roll up to a scene, let's say show starts at 10 o'clock, you get there at 10.50. I'm pulling up, the mast is not up yet, nothing's up. I'm lucky if I'm not by myself with the reporter. If I have a truck hop and you know I, it's me and the reporter, I can go and do what I have to do so the truck hop could establish the signal. I know we're not going to have time to turn this around. They're going to say, feed it raw. If they're smart, they're going to say, feed it raw. And then the reporter is just going to, you know, do a live thumb sucker, bosat, donut, whatever you want to call it. You got to edit in camera. At that point, you try and keep every shot to f from four to five seconds. Is from, is, in my experience, is what works. Four to five seconds. Tell the story. Wide, medium, tight. Wide, medium, tight. You follow those rules. You're good to go. Breaking news situation only. Breaking right. news situation only. That's when that works. Yeah, and you know, it, it's interesting when you talk about that. It, if, if you're communicating with the reporter at that point, they can just really it, narrate your video. That's right. Which is really a lot of times what, some, what we should be doing, and we go over and above trying to uh, articulate, and sometimes it gets lost in the beauty of the, the rush when you have to uh, the, use the KISS method and mm -hmm. keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it comes along 
uh, comes in handy, I should say, in those instances. All right, this next one I think is great because we are in the communications business, and sometimes communication is the biggest flaw of people in the communication business. But communicate with your reporter. Yes, that's right. (laughs) A lot faster. Uh, Communicate with your reporter. Be on the same page to ensure they write to your video. Especially if you're editing it. <laughs> so go ahead. We'll be talking about that a lot when you give me yours. Of course, <laughs> of course. We don't have to name names, but was there a no, scenario? No, 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 but was there a scenario where you remember either? Uh, there are plenty of scenarios yeah. when, you know, and I'm sure every shooter can attest to this, where you know you you you're both on the same scene. They're standing right there next to you, seeing what you're shooting. But then when it comes down to the edit, you look at them like, where the hell did you get that? What scene were you at? Right, right, right. And what were you envisioning? This is what I used to say. What were you envisioning when you wrote that? What were you envisioning me covering this video with or covering this track with? Mm. You know? So you got to communicate. Reporters, communicate with your shooters. Shooter, communicate with your reporter. That way you're all both on the same page and... The package comes out the way you both want it to come out. Yeah. So when they look at you and say, oh, you mean you didn't have historical video from the fire of 1949? <laughs> or what was it? At the Flatiron? Wasn't there a big fire at the Flatiron building, I think? Maybe it wasn't that building. I, I wasn't know. there. They sorry. T- right, right. Oh, we weren't at that scene. Oh, man. It sound, It was written poetically and beautifully. Mm. However, uh, we didn't have the video to me. match so the viewer couldn't <laughs> figure out what the heck was going on there. Yes. Uh, all right. Moving on to the next one here. What Try to be two steps ahead mm. of the next move to be made. All okay, right. all right. That that sounds obvious to me. Yeah, you always want to be a step ahead, but uh, but not one, but two in your case. Well, yes, because you don't want to get caught flat-footed. I think I always say two because you, you're you're more than prepared at that point. You know, you're prepared for the next step, but are you prepared for what can happen after, even after that step? I don't know. Maybe it's a lot to think about, but. It's like defensive driving. You're driving down the road. When I'm driving behind someone, I'm not looking at what they're doing in front of me. I'm looking at what the person in front of them is doing. Right. So that, and to me, that's two steps ahead. I've driven. I've driven with Kenton before, and I have to say that uh, it's not just that person. But really, it doesn't matter what he's looking out for. Is you should look out where Kenton is because. <laughs> You don't want to drive with him on a weekend because those people don't know how to... Weekend drivers don't know how to drive by comparison. Yeah, when you're used to going to breaking news well, and listen, making deadlines... Well, listen, that's because we don't have days off. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what a week... True. What's a weekend? Right. I don't know what that is, you know? Right. So I got to get there. Or get time there. to waste getting to a that's scene. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, they just changed the speed limit here in New York not too long ago oh, to 25 You want to talk, talk about that? Yeah. Ken, Kenton got so, alerted to that first from a newscast, then from... Then how? how and how many times, Let's Kenton? just say I was handed a ticket today. <laughs> I'll take care of that. Oh, <laughs> it's it's nice that you were Those handed. You know, Usually, they just take a nice picture of you that you've. Uh, oh you have no, no, no! no. I was wall? I was handed the picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, wasn't yeah. me. Oh, oh, yeah. Now I remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, I'll be taking care of that. Thanks, right, to Blasio. But try. All right, so try to stay two steps ahead. Obviously, yeah. you know it, it makes sense. But was there an example or something that happened? Mm. You got taken off guard. I uh, can think of so many examples. I mean, back in the day when we used to do purple walks, I mean they still do them now. Now they just can't call it a perp walk. But, um, you know, what door is that person coming out of? Okay, they're going to come out this door. What 
door of the car are they going to go in? How are they going to walk them? Okay, how am I going to get that angle, the angle to give me the longest shot that I need? Because I know my reporter is going to walk. This is the money shot. So we're going to need this shot to be as long as possible. So where can I position myself to get that shot and not have to move or chase this person? So basically... The, know, the money shot and and as long as possible. We still, we're still talking about news here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Since, since you brought that up, no, no, no. Because I think this is this is interesting. Perp walks often happen in their their gang bangs. Yes. You know, since yes. we're all along still talking the, about news here. Right. There you go. <laughs> so so when you're doing that, I mean, I always think that that's crazy, and I and I find that it becomes like I I don't know if you ever had. Did you ever do in? We call them Indian runs. I don't know if that's politically yeah. Native American yeah. runs. Perhaps I don't know what that is. We used to. So so you used to run in a line um, when I was on a, a sports team, and the person who was last in line would have to sprint to oh, catch yeah, up yeah, and yeah, yeah. first. Did that, did that yeah, and then you would yeah. keep running, and then the person in back would would go. So I I feel like that sometimes when you're doing perp walks or somebody's walking out of court, and especially here in New York, where you've got so much media right. from all around the world. I find that sometimes there's photographers and they'll go and they'll get their shot and then they become the last person in line and then they run to the front of the group to get some more shots. They try to. Yeah. Is there a way that that works for you? Because, I mean, personally, that's something that's always yeah, been difficult Yeah, I'm mapping for me. it out. I mean, I, you know, I, I still look at it as a friendly competition. And, you know, I can have my best friends there from the other stations. I'm not letting them know what my plan is. Mm. You know, we, when it's game time, it's game time. And then, you know, then it's on, you yeah. know. And and for me, I mean, I don't want to give up my secret. Whatever, it's not a secret. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm Wait a minute. We're here to it. educate. Uh-oh. That's the job. They might be listening. <laughs> um, that's the competition. That's the competition. Right, exactly. We're watching. Uh I um I yeah I I map it out I map it out is there a better pos- you said is there a better position for me if I'm watching somebody come down Well I don't know I mean I feel like those crowds always move together and it's it's a hurdle you've got See that's the worst if you have to move No you see that is the worst for me I want to be able to pick a spot that maybe makes me have to move a foot to my right or a foot to my left mm. But if I have to do a dramatic movement or get that horrible, I'm walking behind you, getting the back of your head, then I put myself in the wrong position. I didn't think it out. Right, right. I didn't think it out. So, I mean, all right, look, we have sometimes here in New York situations where I was at the one that comes to mind most recently for me is the uh, Martin Shkreli uh, guy. He's the... What is it? He owns a pharmaceutical. He was... I, I don't know what to call him at this point. He was a CEO of a pharmaceutical company. He bought... Uh, an AIDS drug and jacked up the price. He also oh, bought. Yeah. He's probably in some circles more well known for Just buying. Just the guy that bought Wu Tang. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And we're right. gonna. And we're, who was he gonna erase from the album? Uh, I don't know who's gonna erase I think from the Ghostface Killer. I think he also <laughs> just asked. Um, he tried to get Kanye to sell him the album well, whatever yeah or he wanted, guy, to, whatever, guy, wanted to sell the album to but anyway guy. he's he's been called the most hated man in america but he, anyway so he's coming out of court and we've got yes well yeah. personal yeah. Feeling. sorry <laughs> whatever <Okay. Yeah. laughs> but anyway so he kenton may have had a glass of wine before this podcast it was really good wine we're going way off oh, sounds, like, sounds like we had a glass we have gone <laughs> off the rails here <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> All right. We're going to, yeah, getting back on track. Here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he's coming out of court, and we've got 
maybe between newspapers and yeah. television stations, yeah. national and local news, uh, magazines. There's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 30 photographers, reporters who are gathered around this guy, not to mention his bodyguard, the umbrella he's got holding up. And we're all moving with this. And I mean, it, it becomes a running of the bull scenario where you might get trampled on. In Absolutely. There. You know, if I, there's no order, let me yeah. just say this. If there's no, if you know for a fact that there's no, and you're in the business and there's no order, there's no security, there's no, there's no beaten path, there's no, no there's no guide, there's no order. Let's leave it at that. Then it's no holes barred. Then the game or the trick or the 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 strategy goes out the window. Okay, and you just gotta go in for the kill. Yeah, because you're gonna lose the shot. Right. Everybody's just gonna go in, especially print. Love you guys, but I know what you guys do. <laughs> you guys do it, and you know something we have to do it too. Everybody wants that shot, and if there's no order, you just gotta go in for it, and you backpedal in the whole way to the car or whatever. Uh, if there's order, stay by the car. I'm amazed sometimes stay that when by the car that when people are backpedaling though that more cameramen don't fall down, <laughs> like yeah, don't, don't go down with Seriously. it. Oh my god, that's that's crazy to me. But listen, even if you're in a smaller market, uh, they're likely in your tenure there will be a story that draws national media attention. And if and when that happens, I mean, you get these in New York. You kind of get used to it, but uh, no matter where you are, even in smaller markets, occasionally there's a story that draws that national media attention, and it, it's good to have that in the back of your mind, knowing that you're playing with some people who really don't care if they're messing up your shot. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they, oh, I've seen people go to blows, I mean, within the business. They've known each other, and they're just like, dude, like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You know? Why are you all up in my shop? Why are you pushing me this way? It's it uh, Again, you know, you got to know how to do it. You have to throw out your elbows. You have to get physical. But in a way where the person that you're getting physical with understands that it's a business type of physical and not personal. Right. Because a lot of people take it personal and then that's when it becomes a problem. And I've had situations where I had to tell somebody, listen, calm down. You know why we're all here. Calm down. Don't take it personal. Right. All right? And if you want to take it someplace else, then take it someplace else. But whatever. I'm, After we make that line. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to get my shot. I'm going to get my shot first and then we'll talk later. Right. In reality, I mean, we basically end up using about, at most, it's 10, 15 seconds of yeah. those shots anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And you know what? If the cameraman falls down, then maybe it just, uh, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, your hey, producer you're, you're would welcome. love that. Actually, you're yeah. welcome because we just slowed the walk down oh, for the other God. guys. <laughs> and not to mention, they would love to show, oh, our photographer was trampled. If you got a good producer and they write to it. A massive scrum outside court today as our photographer was trampled. Don't stop rolling. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we're going to, I don't know how we're going to follow that one up, but yeah. here we go. We got a couple more here. Where are we? Don't light someone uh, on a white wall if possible. Yeah. All right. Now listen. If you're listening, you know you're laughing at this one. You know who you are. Uh, but all right. All right. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there in a second. I want to get back there. But I, I, I want to throw out there that. We understand that a lot of MMJs in smaller markets, uh, a lot of MMJs in larger markets, sometimes reporters and photographers due to time crunch, the lighting situation isn't always what we obviously would all desire. Right. That, this, so this, when I wrote that, so when I wrote that, um, 
it was one of the moments that I've remembered in my career where I, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't an MMJ situation. It wasn't a run and gun situation. Right. I actually had time and I mistakenly chose this position. Okay. And it was actually a high ranking person also. And, you know, you, you got to make mistakes to learn. Okay. And yes, I chose to put this person in front of a, a white wall. And then, you know, I tried to play with my lights to try to cast some shadows on the wall or whatever to break it up. Um, but never a good idea. If you have another option, never a good idea. All right, but wh- why is that? I mean, I know they say, especially, um, you know, for people with darker skin, don't wear white on television because then you got to blow out the camera. Light on white just blows it all out. You have nothing. You have no texture. You have no depth. You have nothing behind your, in, your, behind your subject. Now... If you have no choice, then you have no choice. But if you have a choice, choose the other direction. Yeah. And I think sometimes, though, we don't realize how much of a choice we have. Because we even see this when it's, you know, sound bites, when you have two sots butted together. And it's a different person, but it's shot in the exact same direction with the exact same background. Mm. Sometimes if you just turn 90 degrees. That's it. So if you've got a white wall on one, maybe if you turn 90 degrees, it looks a little bit better than yeah, that yeah, white yeah. wall you've got. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Switch it up a little Which leads me to another one that I actually didn't put on my list. Okay. Uh, Bonus. You, I know, right? <laughs> when you're shooting interviews, if you're by yourself or whatever, even if you're with a reporter, switch up the interviews, switch up the directions. I don't. If you're an what do editor, you mean when you say that? Switch up the direction. Okay, so one interview you have the person on the right hand side of the screen. Next interview you have the person on the left hand side, and keep swapping them if you don't know how many people you're interviewing. If you're an editor, you know this already more than likely. But if you're not an editor, you want to help your editor out. Yeah. This helps the package. You don't want everybody popping up on the same side of the screen for their sound bites. Doesn't look good. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you. I've also found that this is a great technique if you have uh, a story that has two clear sides to it Mm, and having them have opposing sides facing different directions. Right wing, left wing. (laughs) There you go. It not only helps convey the message of the story through words, but you get to control it through sight too. That's right. What direction they're facing. That's right. That's right. Definitely an added bonus there. All right. And speaking of directions that people are facing, we have a mistake here. When miking your subject, make sure they're talking into the mic Mm. and not away from the mic. Yes, we had that situation today. All right. We're not talking about an omnidirectional mic though here. Like not the stick mic that people are using. No, not a stick mic. We're talking about a lavalier, something that you're pinning on to your subject. Sorry for popping that pee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, you don't want your subject talking away from the microphone. So, if I'm the subject and I'm looking He's at, at you, Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see this, but he yeah. is getting into position right now and acting <laughs> this out so that he can properly articulate right. <laughs> this to you. And especially, so I'm thinking, you know, male or female, if I have a jacket with lapels or whatever, just have a jacket, period. Okay. It, you, you definitely want to make, you want to make sure that whichever direction that person head, that person's head is turning is where you're putting that microphone because you want the best quality of audio that you can receive. If it's on the opposite side, they're talking away from it, you might have to boost it, then it becomes echo. Um, you get more of an echo, or you just get more room noise, and it, it just 
It's not as crisp as you want to use. You're going to get audio still, but it's not ideal. It's not, you know, the professional way to do it. Yeah. Now, so you said that was something that came up for you recently? Yeah, today. Oh. Today. I won't say what shoot it was, but, uh, uh, and it wasn't me, which was The good, good thing about today is... We don't know, since this isn't live, <laughs> and they don't know when we're recording this, right, they won't right. know when today is. Right, That's right. the beauty of podcast yes, world. Yes, yes. But there, is, there was a shoot today. You know, sometimes you're put in situations where you can't stop in the middle and switch things around. Uh, situation was kind of taken out of our hands. The person we thought was going to be sitting in one particular seat, they decided to change it on their own, mm. and... Right then and there, you know, they were talking away from their mic. And, you know, what are you going to do? You, you could try and stop it. But like I said, not every situation you can right. or you have time or, you know, whatever, especially if you're dealing with high profile. But how much, how much of, a, of a difference does that really make? I mean, look, if I'm looking to the left and I put the mic on my left lapel versus I put it in the right versus in, in the right lapel... How much of a difference is that making when it comes to the ambient noise? Yeah, it, you know, it... If you're monitoring it, you can make the call right on the spot. If it doesn't sound bad, you're still hearing it, everything sounds cool, it's usable, then go ahead, go with it. If it's terrible and you can stop the interview to switch it, I would switch it. Yeah. I would switch it. Your reporter will be thankful in the long run. Everybody. Yeah. If they're a true professional and they respect quality. Yeah. That's definitely a good point. And then one of the other things, too, I I, I want your opinion on this one, is... is when you're micing somebody on the mm-hmm. lapel, what are your thoughts on on where to place that? How mm. close is too close? How far is too far? I mean, do you have a where's your where's your sweet spot, Kenton? And we're still talking about news. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends. I try and get into conversation with the person, and while I'm talking to them, I'm actually sizing them up, if you will. Mm. Are they soft spoken? Do they have a lot of pace? Do they, you know, are they a loudspeaker? Are they an act? Do they talk with their hands a lot? Do they move a lot? Because that's going to tell me oh a lot. Oh, my God. Hand talkers. I'm a hand talker. I'm Italian, so I can't criticize people <laughs> on this. But, but I have on several occasions, I won't say many, but several occasions when you're using the stick mic yes. and you've got a hand talker had them hit the mic. Oh, yeah. Because they're it. so demonstrative. <laughs> you know what I hate? Every single, every, I swear, every single time. I put a live on somebody or a, a microphone for those of you that don't know the microphone that we pin on um, our subject. Sorry for popping that's the my one that it, it's the one that looks like a for those who aren't familiar who might be listening. Like it's, a half it, a butterfly. Yeah, or, it looks like a little bug on the person. Yeah. Sometimes, usually on the tie or yeah. the man's lapel jacket right. or the collar. Kenton though is a master at hiding this microphone, mm-hmm. so it's it's almost like a hidden pictures. And sometimes when he does it, where you, you find it, it. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you don't see it. Anyway, so. Um, Damn, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you said there's many occasions where you've put a lavalier or a microphone on somebody. I think we were just talking about demonstrative people yeah. or people who talk with their hands. Yes, but. yes. And and I guess they get really into the interview and then all of a sudden they just want to start patting their chest. I'm like, oh my God. And, yeah. and they, they don't realize, you know, people don't realize that you have a microphone on and it just goes, 
right on the mic, but yeah, whatever. It's like Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. Come on, deal with it now. (laughs) No, but you know what? That's a good thing, too, though, in some cases, because it means they forgot that the mic was on them. And a lot of times, people are so self-conscious about the microphone or worried about what they're going to say because the mic is on. Listen, I'm not going to stop the interview to tell that person, stop patting your chest, please. (laughs) That's right. No, that means you're into it. And you know something? You forgot that I was here. Yeah. I mean, if if Leo could keep beating his chest when, uh, what the heck was his name? I'm almost positive Leo didn't have a microphone on his chest. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That is true, man. Anyway, all right. And now I think we come into the last one here. And and this, Kenton said, was his biggest mistake. Mm. This isn't his opinion. Again, don't forget, we want you to weigh in if you think there's a a mistake in here. Please do. That that is his biggest. Or like we said. And share your own mistakes. Yes. If you've made a mistake before that other people can learn from, please share it. Yes. But anyway, Kenton believes never leave with just one tape Ah. or piece of media. Now, I think, I think. I think I might know a little bit about this one. You know about this one? I, I, I might. I might. So go uh, ahead. All right. So this is go. This goes back to. I'll just give it up. Uh, shout out to Dean Memerger if you're listening. If you end up listening to this, shout out to you, Dean. You might remember this story. I think you almost definitely will. Uh, this. Uh, this is what. This is when. This is when I was. I want to say it was Jose Canseco. All right, so mm. at New York one baseball player yes. for those of you who don't know, very involved in steroids, played for a bunch of teams <laughs> including the Oakland Athletics, known as the Bash Brothers for a while over there. Did we ever say Joe was a sports buff? Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, so New York one's basic setup, at least when I worked there, from uh, ninety seven to two thousand one, two thousand two, you get three tapes, DVC Pro, a camera, tripod. Two batteries and an XLR, basic setup. That's okay. what you got. I don't know what happened to me this day, but I had to go out with Dean and I had to shoot, and somehow I only ended up leaving with one tape, uh, and it was twenty three minutes long. Right? So we get to the location and I realize I only have one, and we have to park blocks away, and you know whatever. I, I tell Dean. Do you remember Dean, where you were? Uh, Dykeman. On Dykeman Ave. Dykeman Ave. Okay. Yeah, was this uh was this a breaking news story? Was it a press conference? Well, it was a big deal. Jose came to the neighborhood. I don't remember why he came. I'm sorry, but uh, he was there and he decided to do his press conference in Spanish. Hmm. And we were told it's only happening once. So oh. this is what it is. So we're like, okay, we're gonna roll in it anyway. So I'm like, all right. And I told Dean, I said, I, I only have one tape. So, uh, you know, my bad, my bad, but we're going to make it work somehow. He's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then uh, we roll on it. And then Jose takes it upon himself to do it in English. Yeah, he says, now I'm going to do it in English. Ugh. The whole thing. I'm like, no. How no, long that- was the first press conference? Easily 17 minutes, okay. something like that. So you've got six minutes of tape. Yes. <laughs> and now I have six minutes of tape. So the question is, do I continue to roll or do I I can rewind? I have to rewind. There was no formatting. So I have to rewind the whole tape and start all over again. And that's what I ended up having to do. And I missed the first half of it, just trying to reset. So walk out with more than one tape. It was an awful experience. It was very bad. We missed a lot of it. We got, we got it. Yeah. 
I needed it to happen for it to not happen again. All right. Never again will you and leave. I, right. And, and, you know, it, it's probably, you know, it doesn't sound like a big deal right now, but then it was a big deal. He yeah. was a big deal. And, you know. Well, that's because we know about Jose Canseco and his numbers now. <laughs> at the time, at the time when we thought he was doing it naturally, air right. quotes involved. Exactly, exactly. He exactly. was he was uh, Babe Ruth, uh, Babe Ruth esque. I guess we'll throw out there. You know, I think that's interesting. But um, I do have to say that we have similarly, since I've worked with Kenton, made very similar mistakes. <laughs> very similar mistakes. So sometimes you have to learn a lesson <laughs> twice. Before it really sinks <laughs> <Twice>. in, <laughs> that you have to have one more than one tape or piece of media, yeah. and maybe a yeah. backup just in case. Yeah. Fortunately, yeah. Kenton, thank you so much for sharing your mistakes, bro. You got it. Yeah, we hope that someone out there listening learned from this. And like we said again, please, you know, tweet at us your mistakes. Share with them. Share them with us on Facebook. Sorry for that. Yes. moment there or you know hit us up on the website vidmedia.tv as always thank you for listening i am joe masiri i am kenton young the very humble kenton young today well, 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 yes. <laughs> i'll be in the hot seat next time guys but until then thanks for listening to broadcasting in black and white have a great night evening day whatever time it is by you later Hello, everybody. Joe Masiri here one more time. As always, I want to thank you for your time and spending it listening to this episode of Broadcasting in Black and White. If you like what you heard here today, well, check out some of the other episodes of our podcast. We're available on iTunes, and you can always subscribe so you never miss when a new episode comes out. And if you're someone who's trying to break into the broadcasting industry, we can help, whether it's a demo or a photographer or you just need help polishing those interview techniques before you meet with a news director, Bib Media is your one-stop shop for all things broadcasting. You can send us an email at founders at bibmedia.tv. That's founders at bibmedia.tv. And you can check us out. That's www.bibmedia.tv. Thanks again, everybody, and we hope to hear from you soon. Have a good one. Hey.